Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There you go. So I do recognize the song. I would never know the name of this song. Well, maybe next time you will. Oh, wait, you won't. Yeah, I won't. Um, well, we hope there's the next time with our next guest in season with us. Of course, that'll only happen next week if the Eagles win on Sunday. And I think they will, but I don't take it for granted. Shil has been all over it all year and all over it for many years, covering not just the Eagles but the entire National Football League. Shield brought to us by Guided Door and Window. Take advantage of Guided Door and Window's big winter sale through the month of January. Receive 40% off all window and doors Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit goguida.com. That's G-U-I-D-A.com. Shield, big things, man. Final Four, it's pretty cool. Guys, usually, you know, we wrap up at, at this time. We get some bonus <laughs> time together. It's been, what, since 2017? Yeah. You know, we, don't, we, we don't have, like, an off-season relationship. We only have an in-season relationship, so this is fun. And, of course, no one in Dallas, you know, under the age of 25 knows what this is like, you know, reaching this point in the season, so... <laughs> A little extra benefit there. All right, Sheil, um, we'll go heavy Eagles-Niners. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, start, let's start with this. Bosa coming at the Eagles, coming at Hurts. Um, how spectacular is he, and how much of a concern should he be for the Eagles coaching staff as they scheme up how to attack him and the 49ers defense? Yeah, I would say he's one of the best edge rushers uh, in the NFL. There, there's no doubt about it that he is – I think 18 and a half sacks. I don't think anyone else on their D line has more than like five or six. So he, he's mm-hmm. the guy uh, that you certainly need to look at and be worried about. Having said that, man, just having, you know, gone through some of the Eagles film here, th- this offensive line is, is still playing at a very high level. And so when you're asking about how do you game plan for Bosa now, he lines up, uh, I think he had around 500 snaps at left defensive end and around 300 snaps at right defensive end. So he's going to line up uh, on both sides. So it's both Mylata and Lane Johnson. I think you want to have some screens early. I think you want to have uh, some quarterback runs early to kind of slow his eyes down, have make sure he doesn't know what he's looking. And think back to that first game against the Cowboys. Remember I came on here and we talked about, man, they, didn't, they had a great game plan for Micah Parsons. They were reading him. They were leaving him unblocked. I think you go back to some of those things against Nick Bosa. How big a step did our O-line take pass pro-wise against the Giants, and, and why did it feel like we were so improved? And can, do you expect that they can maintain that high level against the 49ers? 
Yeah, I don't know what the reason is, but, man, you just it started out early. That Devontae Smith, uh, you know, 40-yard pass early on, that is as pristine of a pocket as you will see in an NFL game. And so uh, Lane Johnson, I thought, really battled through it and played well, you know, better than I was expecting him to look, especially when you're watching on TV and they're showing him kind of, you know, early on uh, looking a little, looking in some dis- discomfort. So uh, fantastic mm-hmm. job by him. Yeah, it's not going to listen. It's not going to be as easy. This 49ers defense uh, is the best in the NFL. They have better players in their front seven. They'll do things to mess with your protection, like put Fred Warner uh, in the A-gap before the staff, and now all of a sudden you have to decide, all right, how are we going to block this up if they blitz and he might drop out? So there are different challenges, but overall, yeah, I think the Eagles' uh, offensive line can match up well uh, with that 49ers pass rush and certainly hold their own. Why was A.J. Brown so quiet in the Giants' box score? They just didn't throw. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw the ball, like, seven times in the second half. And even on, I think, the third offensive drive of the game, they they ran the ball eight out of nine times. Like, they, they just jumped on the Giants early. You know, that, that first pass goes to Devontae Smith, and they're running some RPOs to Dallas Goddard. But uh, that's really all it was. I mean, they took the shot to him in the second half of the game where Jalen Hurts kind of overthrew him. But uh, I didn't see, you know, anything there where I say uh, it's a concern. So that's the storyline this week. You know, Nick Sirianni didn't exactly say that uh, it was only injury-related why A.J. Brown was a little annoyed at the end of the game. He did indicate that, uh, you know, it it was a little bit about his role, which honestly I thought was a little strange. I'm usually 100% like, hey, deal with wide receivers. It's all good if they produce. That kind of comes with the territory. But I, I did think that was a little strange for a blowout playoff game where, you know, A.J. Brown gets opportunities every week that that was kind of the moment um, he was a, a little annoyed. So who yeah. knows? Maybe maybe they target him early and often uh, in the game Sunday. Yeah, I, I would imagine they would. Uh, another wide receiver question. Uh, Zach Pascal played more than Quez Watkins in this game. What do you read into that? Uh, I, I think that should continue in this game on Sunday because this is a physical defense. This is a kind of put your uh, big boy pants on and, and get after him. And, and Pascal is just an animal as a blocker. I mean, he just gets after these defensive backs. And so I think that will be part of the game plan. And, mm. and so I think you'll probably see a similar split. Honestly, you might see more in, in Zach Pascal's favor. He's not someone you're going to throw the football to uh, a lot, but in the run game, in the screen game, in the RPO game, and just a little nuance. You know, that first touchdown to Dallas Goddard, they run a little pick play. And how often have we talked about over the last two years, they get called for offensive yeah, pass interference sure. yeah. in that situation. Yeah, and he did job a fantastic job there, not drawing any contact. So, yeah, I just think they probably trust him and feel like he's a reliable option if they don't need someone to kind of stretch the field and, and get downfield like Quest. Hey, Shill, before the game, biggest storyline really was the Giants game, that is. Will Hurts give them the full go? You dissected the film. Did you notice any difference in his willingness to take on tacklers or the willingness of the play calls to be the full go um, or not? Now, third and fourth quarter, I think they backed off a little bit, had a big lead. But when the game hung in the balance in the first half, did you sense it was a full-on Hurts experience? Yeah, I mean, if you want to say like 90 95% or something, I wouldn't argue with that. But they didn't hesitate to use him. I mean, on the second drive of the game, he keeps the ball on an RPO and spins away from a defender. Now, I think he did a sensational job of not taking on hits that he didn't need to take on. I mean, he was getting out of bounds. 
He was going down, and I think he's just such a smart, decisive player. Like, he knows exactly what the moment calls for. He knows, okay, do I need to just give it everything right now, uh, my shoulder be damned and, and get in the end zone, or do I need to be smart right here? I mean, he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. That's hard to do in the heat of, a, in the, heat of the moment when you're a competitive guy. And so, uh, yeah, just looking at I mean, they were running the, the zone read stuff. They were running uh, the QB option stuff. They used him on a sneak. Uh, they used him on a third and three where he kind of gets to the outside and runs out of bounds. And I thought the arm – really as a passer, both the last two games, and this goes back to week 18, has looked good. That hasn't been my concern. The concern has been, can he take on hits? Is he going to re-injure that thing? And uh, I was very encouraged by how he looked. The 49ers linebackers are quite a bit better than the Giants linebackers. Uh, how will those off-the-ball linebackers impact what we can do offensively on Sunday? Yeah, I, th- I think Fred Warner's probably the best in the game. And uh, Dre Greenlaw is also a very good player. I mean, you can easily make the case they're the best pair of linebackers in the NFL. So the matchup with the Niners is all about the middle of the field. Offensively, that's where they want to throw the ball. Defensively, that's what they want to protect. And so to me, this is a game where you want Jalen Hurts throwing the football outside the numbers. This is not like a, you know, go to Dallas Goddard over the middle of the field. Uh, Some of those slants to A.J. Brown might be taken away from you. But if you look at that Cowboys film, Outside the numbers on the comeback routes, one-on-one against those corners, that's really where you can attack them. I mean, they will, there will be snaps where they're not pressing at the line of scrimmage and they're giving you kind of a cushion because they don't want to get burnt by explosive plays. So I do think that affects the game plan. I think that's where you want to attack them with both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and I would expect to see a lot of that from the Eagles. Eagles and Niners in four days. Sheila Kapati with us right now. Sheila, let's get to the other side of the football. Brock Purdy, we all watched him last week. What did you sense in his performance? I was not particularly impressed. He's okay, um, but I think average at best. What is Brock Purdy at this stage, in your opinion? Yeah, it, it goes back to the Garoppolo uh, question, like when, when he was quarterbacking the Niners. And it, the case was always – they, Garoppolo was not a top-five quarterback, but can the 49ers have a top-five offense with Garoppolo? And the question many years was yes, and that's the same thing with Brock Purdy. I'm with you. You know, you don't look at him and go, wow, this guy uh, is sensational. He's asked to be a point guard. Kyle Shanahan, if he could, would have like a remote control, a joystick, where he's just telling the quarterback what to do on every single play. Like that is how he wants to coach. And he's a great schemer and a great play caller. So that's how he wants Purdy to play. Now, the difference with Purdy and Garoppolo is Purdy is willing to make some of those second reaction plays. He'll hold on to the football. He'll roll out of the pocket. And some of those can be good and some of those can be bad, specifically with the rookie quarterback. So uh, it's all about kind of the weapons around him, Daniel, Kittle, Ayuk, McCaffrey. And, And if he has time, they want him to just make quick reads, get the ball out of his hands, work the middle of the field, and then run the ball, and then work some of those bootlegs. But when he has to hold on to the football, uh, I think trouble can ensue in this game. So if you can muddy the picture for him, if you can make him hold the ball a little bit, uh, I think you got to like some of your matchups up front where you can force him to make some of those negative plays. To be fair, he has not made a lot of those uh, yet, or at least when he's made them, he hasn't got burned by them. Sheila, you talked about the fact that the 49ers offense likes to attack the middle of the field. Our defense, the middle of the field, uh, is a perceived coverage weakness. How will that play out? Yeah, so I think there's a couple things you want to look for uh, from the Eagles. One is actually a little bit of what they did last week 
against the Giants. And I know none of us love when they drop, you know, their edge rushers into coverage. You don't want to do that a lot, but do you want to do that occasionally? And where Brock Purdy says, oh, wait, I, you know, there goes, uh, you know, Josh Sweat dropping into coverage. He just took away his slant, and now I have to hold on to the football, and that leads to a sack or a negative play. So what, that's one tactic that they used against the Giants, which you could see them employ here. And then the other one is on third down, you, I think you want to use a little bit of robber coverage. What does that mean? That means man coverage with a single high safety, but you take another defender, uh, could be a safety or a linebacker, and he's not quite a spy, but he's kind of in that lower uh, part, of the, part of the defense where he acts like a free safety, but he comes down low. Anything in breaking over the middle of the field, you have a chance for him to disrupt that. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, on third down because, yeah, that, that's where Purdy wants to go to football. That's where the 49ers attack. They're really good at it. You can't just let them have it. You need to force them to throw the ball outside the numbers. It felt like our defense just completely dominated the Giants. How much more did Jonathan Gannon mix coverages, and how much more can he put out there to confuse a rookie quarterback mind? Yeah, Gannon had a really nice game last week. There's no doubt about it. They did do different things. They were running uh, man coverage early on on third down. They were running those simulated pressures where it looks like a blitz, but you're really only rushing four guys. But the the offense doesn't know which four guys are going to come. And so you create some confusion. You create some chaos. I thought he had a really nice game plan, and the players executed it really well. So I think those are some of the things that you're going to see uh, in this game. Again, it's all about what can you do to, to cloudy that picture for Brock Purdy, who's coming into Lincoln Financial Field as a rookie and a raucous crowd in an NFC championship game and get to him early and force a little panic because to his credit, he has been very poised early uh, so far when he's played this year. He hasn't gotten rattled even when he's had bad plays. So I think that's got to be a part of Gannon's game plan. Sheila Eagles going to win? I think so. I, you know, I, I feel good about, I'm good about their chances. I mean, listen, yeah. if you would have told me uh, going into the season, NFC championship game, you got to be Brock Purdy at home. You're taking that every time. I think the 49ers are a good team, but you know what? A lot of the things that are said about the Niners, hey, they're physical. You better be ready to play. Like, a lot of those things apply to the Eagles. Like, the Eagles are not a finesse team. I mean, this is as physical of an offense as you will find uh, in the NFL. So, listen, it's a, what, a a two-and-a-half-point spread. Anything can happen. You turn the football over. You have a miscue on special teams. Things can get ugly, but if you're just asking me on a snap-to-snap basis, uh, I actually like this matchup for the Eagles. Sheila, great stuff, man. We'll preview the Eagles in the Super Bowl with you the next two weeks. Thanks, pal. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. I appreciate that, of course, unless the Eagles lose. And then we'll talk about two other teams in the Super Bowl. They're not going to. No, they're not going to lose. No, I I think the Eagles are going to be in good shape. But I don't what he said. Like, anything can happen. You turn the ball (laughs) over, that sort of thing. No, I hear you. I I have faith that this quarterback, our quarterback, Jalen Hurts, values the ball so much. So He does such a great job with that part. Yeah. And And he he has. He always has. He won't win MVP. Sirianni's not even eligible to win Coach of the Year. And, James, you got more information there. Yeah, uh, another slight. And this one I think was expected, but honestly probably the most absurd out of all of them when when you think about it. Uh, comeback Player of the Year finalists: Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. AKA, no, thirty-three-year-old tears his Achilles, misses an entire year—the worst injury you can have as a football player. 
comes back and has 11 and a half sacks or whatever for the first time. Yeah, it's another career. kick in the like, you know embarrassing. what. Embarrassing. Like, why even have this? Oh, uh, hold on. Let's just back this up. So, Saquon was great. He tore his knee last year or two years two ago? Two years ago, right? Yeah, wasn't that Am two I years crazy? ago, John? But it took him to this I year know, to look but, like himself. But last year was his comeback. Yeah, this I is think. so stupid. All right, that's one. Second one was who, McCaffrey? McCaffrey. So, yeah, what was his injury? played 13 games last year. 13 games last year. Like, come on. All right, so that's – okay, yeah. McCaffrey was – was it a – I don't think it was a major, major injury. He just got knocked out for a portion of the no, season. He's always hurt. But it wasn't I mean, like he, he tore his played, He played seven up. games last year. All right, and who's the third guy you said? Geno Smith, which is a different kind of comeback, but that's yeah. fair. Geno should be in there. That's I'm a comeback G- from being no good. And that's cool. I'm good with Geno being there. Guys, but, like, really? Got, hold on. Is this a joke? It, w- it's embarrassing. Don't you think – it matters that Brandon Graham is a rotational guy. I mean that that does affect the the, yeah, the outlook. But he was very good at it. Okay, eleven plus. Geno Smith is is touching the ball every play for the Seahawks, and and they had such an but incredibly what, what did Saquon come back? I so said Geno's Geno's good. I think Geno yeah. should be there. We're talking Saquon what did McCaffrey. Sa- yeah, what did Saquon come back from? I mean, that'd be like if thirteen games last year. from two years ago. That'd be like if Donovan McNabb won Comeback Player of the Year in 09 he was bad from tearing his year. knee in like oh freaking six. He was bad last Saquon year. He's still Saquon. Right. This is so dumb. This what year, a dumb award. This is dumb. All right, all right. Everyone can weigh in on the phone lines. What do you make of it? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Ben right now in Summerdale. What's up, Ben? How you guys doing today? Happy Hump Day. Thanks, Ben. Doing great. Um, I gotta. I'm gonna try to cover everything. Uh, first of all. With Scott Rowland, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with all you guys, especially Seltzer. When you're talking about Hall of Fame, you need to – everyone should be uh, mentioned in the same breath, and I'm not saying Scott Rowland in the same breath as, you know, Mickey Mantle and all of that. It's He's, just ridiculous. Yeah. And listen, not every Hall of Famer is going to be Mickey Mantle and Mike Schmidt and Sandy Koufax right. and Jackie Robinson and Babe Ruth. Like, But while there are tears within the Hall – I mean, you gotta well, they gotta raise the platform. They gotta raise the base. I mean, Scott Rowland, come on. I mean, the, the tears instead of like the, the tears are basically like otherworldly and elite and all time great. Those are the tears, not elite, good, very good, all that stuff. So I'm, agree, I'm with man. you guys. Yeah. Um, what's also interesting is we're talking Rowland and Simmons uh, in the same show. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, think, I think. Well, I was gonna say I think the only two uh, Philadelphia players to win rookie of the year in their second season. Um, Cause we're yeah. rolling. Uh, yeah. R- yeah. Rolling got Sorry. injured in 96. So yeah. Well, the crazy thing about the rolling thing, if I, if my memory's right, when he got hit by that pitch in 96 and what would have been his rookie season, I believe it was literally in the at bat, the plate appearance that if it turned into an at bat, I think he would have then no longer qualified. I think it was no. like, wasn't it the yeah, final he was about was to cross the eligibility of being an official yep. rookie. He got hit by the pitch, and that made the next year his rookie year. It, yeah, it, it, when you get hit by a pitch, it doesn't count as a uh, plate appearance. Right. Yeah. And I think it was literally um, like one more plate appearance. It's some, some, I mean, whether it was one crazy. more or just a few more, he was just about to be officially a rookie, and then it went to the next year. All right, Ben, what do you got on the Eagles, man? I'm trying not to be the guy that, you know, you're saying taken for granted, but th- there's – alongside with the coach of the year candidates um, that were handed out, there's one thing you can't reconcile. You can't say Shanahan um, is a finalist and Sirianni isn't because of all the talent around Sirianni. And then in the same breath say uh, this week is going to be a close game because you've already implied that the Eagles playmakers and the Eagles team 
is better than the 49ers. So, anyways, um, I don't. I really don't think it's going to be close. I was with, I was getting amped up last week when Richie was talking. Uh, John, you were saying uh, everyone is going to remember what September and October Philadelphia Eagles looked like. Yeah. Um, I predicted. I didn't expect that last week. I said 17 points actually. Um, and you know, geez, they could have won 50 to seven. Yeah. Um, if they wanted to, but I think what, one thing that's sort of going overlooked or maybe not talked about as much. I have, you know, immense respect for all of their playmakers. You know, if you're, if you're talking about offensive, you know, offensive trio or something, Ayuk, Debo and Kittle are right there along with, you know, Smith, Brown, Goddard, and uh, you know, maybe you can throw in, you know, Jamar Chase, T Higgins and stuff, but none of those guys on the Niners, are really like a traditional deep threat. And our defense, you know, Gannon, it plays keeping things in front. He doesn't want it to go over their heads. I know Sirianni was talking about that um, in their conference. So I'm just, I'm just not that scared of their, of their playmakers. Um, I think they'll get chunk yards. And then I think our defense will hold them to field goals in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um so I just I don't see it being that close of a game. You know, maybe I'll go 13 points. Eagles win by 13. Um, but you know, you know that uh, image that's circulating social media. I think it was a college quarterback, his first ever start, and you see his hands shaking as he's asking <laughs> for the ball. That's what Purdy is going right. to be. I hope after Ben. Ben, give me a go down. Give me a big there. answer, number, and a title. Um. I was going to say Ocean's Eleven, but uh, let's go 40-year-old virgin. You got it, man. Ben, appreciate the – yeah, I still got to watch that. Appreciate the phone call. All right, coming up. um, You haven't watched I haven't. No. It's funny because you got mad about Steven Spielberg making a movie about himself, but you didn't get mad about that movie about you. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Seltzer's going to cut that for drop of the week right there. (laughs) (laughs) Seltzer thinks he just won drop of the year. Hey, coming up. It's kind of funny. Coming up, Brandon Graham. This is good stuff here. Uh, Seltzer's dancing in there with with joy right now. Hey, no, I enjoyed that one. Uh, I know you did. I made myself laugh. That's uh, all that matters. There you go. Hey, Brandon Graham. You got to hear this audio coming up next. The NFL yesterday released audio of BG prior to the game, talking some smack to Giants players. It's it's actually pretty damn funny. I don't know if it's as funny as Seltzer, but eh, maybe I think it actually might be. It might be it's more funny. Phenomenal. You got to hear this Brandon Graham stuff. We'll get to that. We'll rock all the calls. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Are you looking for tickets for games and concerts at the Wells Fargo Center or for our huge football game coming up at the link? Do like I do and use the Game Time app for tickets to every event on the planet. Sports, music, shows. With Game Time, you get great tickets and amazing prices, even on last-minute tickets. And you can see exactly where your seats are in every single venue. It's so quick and easy. Just download the Game Time app, enter your email, use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's promo code WIP. Game time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.